Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute segments, and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco. And Kyle. Yes, sir. It is time that we deal with one of the long-standing cinematic questions of our time. <sighs> It was like gasp, not CFK enough. You need a bigger gasp. It was a beautiful beautiful gasp. (laughs) I ask you, how long does it take to trace a phone call? Oh. Because guess what, everybody? Spoiler. Mm -hmm. Instant. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't take any time. The problem is, look. So you don't even have to answer. No, it's the, <laughs> exactly the delay when someone calls you and there's like a, there's like that even if you're on like a regular analog phone like that little delay in the caller ID. Yeah. No, that's that's just because the system has like a sends the information. Tracing a call is instant. The delay comes from because there are laws, especially for like domestic stuff here in the United States. You you got to get permission to you know to to press the button. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is this. It's instant. And it is it is practically impossible. Yes, I know some of you are saying, whoa, wait a minute. What do you mean? Burner phones. Yes, those will those will certainly hide the identity of the person. Yes, there's voice over IP, which we mentioned in the last minute, which I assume this is what Ivan is doing here. Yes, that you could go through a whole bunch of VPN connections and do all this. But at the end of the day, in the modern world, it is practically impossible to make an anonymous phone call that cannot yeah. be traced instantly. It's just the way it is. Don't do it. Send a letter. (laughs) (laughs) Letter. I mean, Uh, well, uh, letters also are postmarked. So, oh, but not if you have a friend. No. See what you do is, is, and here's what you also have to do. Oh, okay. (laughs) Here's here's a segue. (laughs) Yeah, this is this new segue we like to call. Rob helps you commit mail fraud. Rob, not that I'm telling you what you should do is. One of the things you got to be careful is that whenever you like don't print it on your own personal because inks and stuff. And we'll talk about inks at a later minute. Spoiler. Mm. But, you know, just try to like go to a place that you can like make a copy of the letter and then make another copy of a blank sheet so that you erase it off of the drum. And then you take that letter. You put that in a thing <laughs> in an envelope and you mail the envelope to someone who doesn't who, who will do this for you and have them mail it from some other place where they are so that the postmark is not near where you are. Wait Rob, I'm going to assume that you acquired this, these <laughs> skills because you are a hopeless romantic and shy and you wanted to talk to this girl, but you couldn't do it. And she also was extremely paranoid, possibly worked for the government. And so you wanted to make sure that she can find you until your confidence was at an all time high that you actually confront her. And I'm going to say I'm going to take the Fifth Amendment that any further. No. Anyway. And this is how Rob romanced Janet Reno. Yeah, this is how. Oh, what a bull. That and here is. we are at minute and it's significant to the year, too, of 92 of Iron Man 2 from 2010. Director Mr. John Favreau. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Uh, I was trying to think, who would be the most paranoid woman of that time? Yeah, uh, it's true. True. Uh, and so we are in the midst of a conversation. So if you if you are just joining us first of all welcome also why yeah but also hey uh nice so uh <laughs> ivan has called the tony his you know his good pal tony uh and they're just having a little gab sash a little chat they're just uh catching up uh, and so but tony is like you know i really miss ivan i haven't seen him in a while i wonder where he is <laughs> 
So he reaches out. So this is what I love about Tony Stark. He builds the Iron Man suit sure. and he's multiple ones. He has an artificial intelligence, multiple artificial, actually three in the room with him. Uh, at this point, uh, you know, is a multimillionaire tech industrialist, and yet he still has to press mute on the screen. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> I was okay. Like, you don't have another. I mean, like, I guess if you said Jarvis mute him, then you, he would hear it because you're well, no, then having he would a know. phone conversation. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But you but know what? Though I it just love... seems like this, the hard push with the thumb, boom, mute, mute. You know what? And I have to say, like that moment. So he, he, you can see him obviously doing the lower part of the screen, which existed in the previous minute. You can actually see the little buttons there in the screen, so this is consistent. Yep. But I love this because here's the deal: if he doesn't do that. Well, this would be an easy, like, why is this happening? And that if he's having a conversation with Jarvis on speakerphone, yeah. why wouldn't I even know that? You do. They actually, yeah, they chose to say, you know what? We got to make sure that everyone in the audience doesn't think we're stupid. And yeah, make <laughs> sure he meets the call. Fine. <laughs> sure. The question is, was that an insert? Was that actually Robert Downey Jr.'s thumb or was it a stunt thumb? Was... <laughs> Well, it is. It is <laughs> it's the, a, it's the robe. A, that would He's, be a second unit. You know, like be, you have Robert Downey Jr. Do you actually like take the time to have him use his actual thing, or do you do you bring in his stunt double? Get, do, I, I'm going to tell you this. I really want this story to be that it wasn't in the original cut. They did a test screening, and everybody went, "Well, this is so stupid. The movie's dumb. Because why doesn't Ivan hear him have the conversation with Jarvis? Right?" And everyone just goes, "We got to have a picture of him. We got to have button. press the button so they yeah." Sure. <laughs> That's so, what would explain this, but anyway, that's true. So Tony reaches over to the screen, in which we we now learn our touch screens. Like we actually didn't know this before, right? Because everything he does is sort of in the three D, you know, gesture space. Hologram, uh, but we didn't actually, right. right? Yeah, we didn't actually know that he could physically touch the screen, but now we do. Uh, and so he says, "Trace him," and that's where the, obviously the call trace. And so then uh, Jarvis says, "Sir," just <laughs> like basically saying, "You got it, boss." He just says, "Sir." Uh, so then the conversation continues. Ivan says, now the true history of Stark name will be written. And then, meanwhile, Tony Sotovoco, he has already shut off his thing, so he's on mute, uh, says, right. Jarvis, where is he? And we get to see the big anime graphic of, like, zooming in, like, from California, and he's following the signal all the way across. It's um, all bogus. So he says, <laughs> accessing the Oracle Grid. Oh, the Oracle Grid. Hey, oh, yeah. you guys remember way back when, when that Larry Ellison had that cameo? Yeah, this is the payoff of that. Oh. See, it's like they're using the Oracle Grid because they're product placement. Uh, yeah. This Which is, is kind of ridiculous because, okay, in my little bit of research I did about the phone stuff, that's yeah. it's actually... It's called a line information database of the LIDB, and it's using SS, SS7 signaling. There's actually terms for all that. Mm. It's not owned by Oracle. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was no, there's no reason you would need to go to the to the Oracle grid in order no. to do this. But, you know, uh. hey, you know, that's how, that's how Tony programmed Jarvis to be. She's sure. like, we're paying a lot of money to Oracle, so we need to make sure that we're actually Ka-ching. using their server. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... You know, uh, at the time they're doing this, Oracle was making about $26 million a year. And oh. now they're making about $40 million a year. So I think that's the Marvel bump, people. Oh, my God. It's. Huh? Yeah, right. That's something. The power oh product placement. Uh, so that we're, we're seeing it's still zooming in. So, like, we've gotten he's, he's uh, you know, like going across the country. So it's not he's not in California. So that's good. It's not like 
Oh, sir, he's calling us from inside the house. I know. No, no, it's, it's far away. the same thing. I know. <laughs> so Ivan says, what your father did to my father over 40 years, I will do to you in 40 minutes. I don't know why wrestling is just on my in, in my brain today. Did I just say forty minutes? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I like that's that's a that's a like so at at forty one have you failed? Like, well, that's really like setting yourself a limit. Like, well, he's also he he's really he's telegraphing his shot there, right? Because I mean right. th- that's very but, specific. Is this that you think this is the Babe Ruth? This is this yeah. is pointing to the outfield. Well, it's he is setting a trap. I mean, this is the whole point. Why would you? Why would you call Tony and tell him this? <laughs> oh well, yeah. We, uh, I guess it's yes. true. He is a bit of a showboat, as we yes. saw at the thing. You know, he just wanted to make God bleed, and yeah, now, well, now it's exactly. wants to make God sweat. No, this is <laughs> this is the this is. I mean, this is his plan. I know we've talked about. We've had a lot of fun with this over the course of this movie. Is what is Ivan's plan? Mm-hmm. This plan is actually much clearer than the plan at the at the yes, Grand yeah. Prix. This is bait Tony. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so Tony says, "Sounds good. Let's get together and hash it out." He says that uh, now. I, I don't remember. I don't. I remember him going over and unmuting. Oh no! Yeah, it's you're just implied. Because, implied. Yeah, that but, that, yes. and then, but then, but then, but then, the next thing is is Jarvis talking again. So then, does Jarvis mute himself? I would think I would think that Jarvis understands or Jar- Jarvis is smart enough to understand to do it himself. Okay. And so that he the so we get to see, we're zooming in. We're zooming 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 enhance right. enhance enhance. Uh right. so Jarvis says tri-state area Manhattan which which once again is that where Phineas and Ferb live? Don't they live in the tri-state area? The tri-state area. Um well, so he goes, is Al's toy toy barn, but I mean that's come true. on. Is it <laughs> biggest toy store in the tri-state area? Um yes. that, so then Manhattan and outlying boroughs and Ivan says I hope you're ready and click hangs Done. up. And so then that's as close as they got. Like, oh, the trace wasn't complete. And the trace is incomplete. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay, oh. sure. But Tony now knows he's on the the East Coast. Right. Uh, so, yeah, Jarvis then sadly reports, cold trace incomplete. So then Tony's like, but before we move on to uh, how Tony reacts to this thing, um, at that cut, uh, a way of the thing, that, sadly, is a picture wrap on Irina. Yay! No more bird. That that was it. Elvis has done has left the building, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. No more bird. The bird is done. I gotta do for one final time. Yes. (laughs) In the arms of the angels. Oh my god. (laughs) Because I I say that because uh, in the in the now, this is like this is it. Like we don't we don't ever going to see the bird again. Like this right. is in the there is a scene that was shot, put into the mix, removed, and has never been seen of the final fate of Arena. Oh, because there is a shot that that immediately followed this one, where as he hangs up, he brings the bird down, kisses it on the face, and snaps its little neck. Oh, what? Yep. Because it wasn't his real Boyd. No, I don't think so. See, I, I thought, first of all, that's horrifying. And of course, you know, Paramount slash Disney would never be like, oh, no, no, no. But uh, there's no easier way to make a villain a villain than have them kill a defenseless animal. I think I would have kept it in. Oh, but, wow. Uh, my thing is, what? remember, Ivan is not trying to conquer the world. Ivan is not trying to, be, he's not Dr. Doom. He's not Kang. Right. He's, right. he's not trying to, he's not uh, the Skrull. 
Right. He's not. He's like. He's not trying to take over. Uh, he is on a mission to destroy Tony and then die. Yeah. Like he has no plans beyond that. So, so my bird, thing is yeah, like, who's gonna what happened to the bird? To, right? So he's like, so he's not gonna leave the bird to anybody else. Like basically, he's that is that that would be him severing his last connection to right. humanity right. because he's on a collision course with destiny now. Like he right. does not think he's going to come out of this battle alive. Right. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Probably right. Um, yeah. So <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, we'll see. I guess yeah, we'll for those you have, who are watching this uh, that have watched the movie, first of all, hi. Also, yeah, we'll, what? <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, yeah. So she did not make it. That so like there actually is a thing of him twisting the neck, like they they had a you know proper bird for him to. But you know that would say a lot about the character in that in his mind. If he'd have cried, that was he's doing. Well. It. Or, or just in his mind, it's it's not just the evilness or the or the vengefulness or the focus. It's yeah. Well, the bird was only the bird is my bird. Yeah. And right. and, and that's it. And so it's almost like in his mind, exactly. I'm, there's nobody I'm going to leave this to because it was it's it was my replacement bird. And maybe this is a sort of a thing, sort of a final flip of the hand to Justin Hammer. You thought you were gonna. You thought you were gonna. Uh, you know, suffice me with this bird, this replacement <laughs> bird. Well, I'll show you. Yeah. Because once again, when the cleaning lady comes in, now there's a dead bird on the floor. Right. Two guys hanging from the ceiling. Hilarity ensues. Yeah. Not really, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. So, so that's hmm. that's that's the wrap for Arena. So, hope she went long, live long and happy cockatoo life. I don't even know if she's still alive. If Elvis. Uh, oh well, we hope we hope Arena well, is, is still alive. But in 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 my head canon, uh, Arena uh, flew off to Brazil uh, and is hanging out with uh, Ricky the dog. Uh, oh, and the two of them have their own <laughs> wacky jungle related. Adventures wow. in the favela. So, like, you take, you take uh, a little bit of Rio and some Oliver and Company, put some MCU magic in there, and I'm telling you, animated series right there. Okay. Boom. That's a good one. My thought is, is that when he leaves and he left the bird in there and closed the door, yep. the guys who were hanging, um, they bled out, and then she went and tracked herself all into the blood and then went ahead and put the blood all over the room. And then the cleaning person came in, <laughs> she, and then... And a blood-covered bird comes flying at her, and she hits it with a mop, and that's the end of that. Ugh, I like mine much better. Yeah, yours is so dark. Mine's, well, I mean, <laughs> anyway. Hey, one thing to quick notice is, uh, I did notice this in the conversation here, mm-hmm. the blood pattern on his hand, I think, changes a little bit. Oh, I think there were some differences. A little continuity? There's a little continuity stuff. From the, but I mean, from the, from the long shot to the close-up? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Just yeah. different takes, I'm sure. Uh, so anyway, there's that. Yeah. So Tony's trying to figure out uh, where the heck could I even be? Like, is he at Coney Island? Yeah. Like, is he in minutes. Boston? I mean, like, there's all sorts of there's there's a yeah. lot of great stuff to see there. Maybe he's just hanging out in Albany. You know, who knows? Uh, but then he looks over at his other monitor and sees the Stark Expo and that Justin Hammer is doing a presentation tonight and goes, Oh right. That would be a good way to strike out the Stark legacy is because that's uh, the thing I have going on all year. So he then the music kicks in uh, and he grabs the arc reactor off of the desk uh, and says, you want to run some tests? Run them and assemble the suit while you're at it. Put it together now. 
And so you see uh, Jarvis says, we are still un as unclear as to the effects. Uh, so Tony slams into his chest and starts powering up. Uh, and he says, I don't want to hear it, Jarvis. And then so we see the, the, the new arc reactor powering up and getting brighter and brighter and stuff too. And I actually did not notice this. There's a particular special effect going on here uh, that, I, that is very subtle, uh, but I didn't notice it until I listened to the commentary and John Favreau pointed it out. Because what Tony's looking for is a replacement element that won't kill him. Because, like, right. basically he's dying from the thing, and he's dying from poisoning because of the, the thing that's saving his life. But, in fact, the Starkium that he created is not only not killing him, it heals him. If right. you look carefully as, the, as it starts to get brighter, you see the lines that are radiating out from the... Uh, porthole, <laughs> the, the the reactor port, whatever you want to call it, the the hole that the, the reactor sits in his chest actually recede. So as it gets yeah. brighter, you see them actually. So it's actually healing him in addition to charging him up. Yeah, it's a very subtle effect, but like that. What does it, Nick Fury call it? The digital crossword puzzle that's been yeah. like coming out of him. Yeah, you see it as soon as he smashes it in there, it immediately starts to recede, and it's a nice effect. I mean, yeah, it, it really is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's healing. I mean, you can actually see it. And then you just, you know, it's it's obscured, I think, a lot of times um, because then it just glows almost to the point where it overtakes the screen. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's where, where we cut off right at that moment. Right, yeah, because um, yeah, that's when uh, it's a brighter and brighter, brighter. Tony is feeling the effects of it. In fact, he says, that tastes like coconut and metal. And, like, metal. and then it whites out the pretty much the whole screen. And we have a really nice lens flare there. You know, yeah, I, true. I, again, I love the effects here in that not only is that effect there and subtle, but you but you absolutely can see the detail. Mm -hmm. You even have this great little moment where they've gone in and as he's going to put, he's got the open mount in his chest mm -hmm. as he's going to put the new arc reactor in. They've done some work there because you can see the glow and you can actually see inside the cavity in his chest. And it's pretty neat. Like it, it looks like he's got a, a grapefruit sized hole in his chest, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm just inc and, and incredibly well done because you could have thrown that shot away. You didn't. You could have just made that just dark, like you can't see anything. Yeah, the or fact from behind. That they went in. Yeah, from behind or whatever. Like you could have done it from the. You could have done it from so many different ways. Yeah. where you didn't have to go in with CG. Oh, but they did, and yeah. it's it's a much better moment for it. I mean, because the detail is there and it's very cool. So we won't find out uh, what happens here on this, this glow, new glowing chest thing. Is it going to kill Tony? Uh, you won't find out until minute 93. Uh, oh, but in boy. the meantime, uh, I want to hear from you. Uh, I would like to know what your favorite bird-related movie memories are. It could be from this movie or it could be from any movie. I do that. And the place you can do that is on Discord. We have our very own Discord server and it's free to join. So if you go to thenextro.com and scroll down to the Discord link, click it, jump into our community. We have our very own dedicated Marvel Movie Minute Iron Man 2 channel. Uh, and you can hop in there and put your own uh, memories of uh, your favorite bird. And you know what? No context. Hold on, wait a minute. Bird, so live action or animated? Sure. Or you know what? Uh, the sky's the limit. Oh. And they don't, you know what? Even for you fans of the original Clash of the Titans, they don't even have to be real birds. Oh, wow. But hey, just FYI, yeah. no chicken. And no, 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 like, we don't want anybody like, oh, they ate chicken. No, yeah, don't do no, that. No, And no this flipping is... the bird. We're talking yeah, about oh, actual please, living birds. Please. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And don't pick the hit, don't pick the birds. Like that's cheap. Yeah. 
that's not good either. B-I-R-D-S. Or B-O-I-R-D-S, as we've been saying this whole time. Bye-bye, <laughs> Bordy. All right, so uh, be back here for Minute 93. We're going to talk about Linda Ronstadt and the most important acronym in a woman's wardrobe. And you don't want to miss it. Enough said. Bye. <laughs>